Welcome to Brea Talks, an insider's look into topics that affect your experiences in the city of Brea. Whether you live, work, or play here, we're bringing you the information you need to better understand your city. So now we invite you to listen in as Brea Talks. Hello, and thank you for listening in. I'm Dan Fenstermaker, and today we bring you our 2023 Brea Talks Holiday Special. It's really just a year in review, but we thought Holiday Special sounds more fun. Uh, with me is our entire Brea Talks team, uh, the Communications and Marketing Division here in the city of Brea. We have our newest member, Andrea Carvajal. Uh, Amy Matsumoto, Ruben Segura, and of course, our fearless leader and manager, Liz Ferris. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. Mm-hmm. I'm this excited is, to be here. Me too. It's it's, like, yeah, it's been a minute since we were all together for this. Yeah, the first mm-hmm. the first one of this season, we were all uh, we were all together, and and here we are, full circle. Uh, we covered a lot in 2023, so we thought we'd just go around and uh, briefly talk about what we learned this year, and maybe if there's any uh, anything new or any updates on any of these topics since the particular episodes dropped, uh, we thought we'd share them with you. So let's get started with the city budget. Liz, you talked uh, with us about the city budget last March. You're right, I did. Um, we talked to um, Kristen Griffith, the city's administrative services director, and Alicia Brenner, the, um, I believe, revenue and budget manager is her title. Mm, yes, yes. But yes, yeah, so they had great information. They shared a little bit behind the scenes of how budget is all put together, and it's a, a long process, but a very collaborative process. So that was March, where we are now, and uh, on July 1st, um, City Council adopted a two-year budget, and that was, I, might sound routine, but it's very exciting. For many years, we, we did two-year budgets. Then because of the economic climate, we stuck with one-year budgets. So it was always a goal to get back to a two-year budget. So um, staff, council were all very excited to be able to do that. So um, just a quick recap. It covers um, fiscal years 2023 through 2025. The, um, our expenditures for 23-24 is about $67 million, and then for 24-25 at $69 million. Um, and again, right, the benefits of doing a two-year budget is just it really helps the city maintain long-term financial perspective. Let's us plan ahead for and sure. forecast. Um, of course, you know, we'll have like a, a midterm review, budget sure. review, make sure. sure we're staying on track, any little adjustments that need to happen, um, you know, and keep moving forward. But I do want to encourage people, you know, we have all our budget documents available on the city's website. We have the budget book, it's a real big in-depth book that has a lot of stuff in there. But this year we designed a budget in brief, Ruben, um, spearheaded mm-hmm. that one. And um, it's it's great. It's how many pages? Twelve? Yeah, 12, 12 yeah. I believe, yeah. And it's, it's you know, it's an at a glance. Quickly, mm-hmm. you can open it, you can see expenditures, you can see revenues. Super also, helpful. Yeah, yeah, right? You don't have to look, even me trying to look at that big book. Right, right. <laughs> it's like quite an effort. So really, if you go on our city website, Budget and Brief is what you want to look at. It gives you a great snapshot of, of the whole city budget, including CIP. I don't, I don't want to forget about that one. Um, capital Improvement Program, and that's really what keeps our infrastructure up to par here in Brea. It helps us plan for, for 
paving and water lines and all this stuff people take for granted but really need in their city. Sure, sure. Um, so yeah, that was that was budget and it's what I hear is tracking along as expected. That's great. Um, and just a, just a, another to piggyback on that, um, I know that finance this year has done um, something, and may, maybe they've done this in the past, um, workshops and seminars to kind of help new employees along with like understanding how our budget works. and, and That's uh, right. Because as, as I mean, as, as much as they, it makes it seem like an easy process from them. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot that goes into building a city budget. There's sure. many facets. And, and yeah, they've done a great job of, of teaching staff yes. kind of the ins and outs, how to stay on top of your budget, some of the tools and practices that really helps keep everything, you know, on par. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you for that update, Liz. Uh, switching over to uh, volunteering in the community, Ruben, um, you had a, a, an episode on that topic in April. Uh, that's right. In April, we were able to sit down and discuss our big annual service day, which is Love Brea. Um, so obviously that day has come and gone. Um, so Love Brea 2023, uh, as a community, we hosted nearly 300 volunteers, and those 300 volunteers completed over 50 service projects around the city. Uh, according to independentsector.org, which is an organization that helps groups and nonprofits by providing data metrics to their work, uh, the 646 volunteer hours uh, that were logged that day has an estimated value of over $19,000. Wow. So that's just a really cool way to measure how um, a community getting together to do service projects, how just the, the, the time alone sure. that the people volunteer, what, what is that worth? The monetary translation mm-hmm. of the man hours. Yeah. So it just get, it's a really cool metric to just be able to see in front of you to see the impact that that makes. Sure. Um, since uh, we first started the event back in uh, 2015, we've completed over 200 service projects. We've hosted over 2,500 volunteers in the community, and we've received over $62,000 in in-kind and monetary donations towards the event. That's great. And um, speaking of donations, a lot of people think that maybe the time to donate is uh, maybe just leading right up to the event. But actually, mm-hmm. uh, we, we are able to donate all year long. That's that's absolutely right. There's we have the big sponsors, we have the 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 big opportunities to give, uh, but ultimately it takes donations big and small to make this event happen. Um, so if you were to visit lovebrea.org today, we have a donate button on the homepage, and you can donate today. You don't have to wait. Uh, we accept donations of all sizes, and that will really help us plan, which we've already started talking about it. Um, and if you guys want to mark your calendars now, April 27th, 2024, okay. that will be our next Love Brea event. That's excellent. Excellent. So this holiday season, if you're looking for a cause to give to, uh, Love Brea is definitely an option. Absolutely. Excellent. Absolutely. Um, okay. Uh, next, uh, we talked about summer in the city. I actually had the opportunity to sit down with some community services staff and um, uh, uh, Billy Hutchinson and, and uh, Chris Kataoka. And they, um, they talked about the programs and all the great things that are available. Um, they also talked about the arts. And um, currently, uh, City of Bray is working on the Cultural Arts Master Plan. It, it's going to go in front of the Cultural Arts Commission this month. And then uh, in January, it's going to go before the city council. And basically, it's just a document, a plan to um, kind of a more focused plan for the future of the of the arts in the city of Brea. Uh, the city of Brea prides itself in being a city of art. And so it's definitely just a little more of a, um, of a, of a guide or direction of where we want to see ourselves in the future. Um, also, 
in, in the summertime, we talked with uh, fire, Amy Matsumoto talked with the Brea fire department and she talked about summer safety. She talked about, um, uh, pool safety and barbecues and get togethers. Um, but Amy's here with us now with some winter safety. Yeah. Some holiday safety, some winter safeties. We are, um, getting close to the holiday season and I know people, tend to get creative and are excited to host our families um, during the holiday season, cooking those turkeys and making sure uh, to do something fun and interesting. So um, it is advised if you're going to deep fry your turkey to make sure that you're deep frying it outside. Yes. And <laughs> make yes, sure you're wearing all the proper gear. You don't want to have a fire accident, uh, you know, Christmas Eve or sure. during Hanukkah. So, sure. um, yeah, that's something to... Uh, Keep in mind if you're planning on uh, deep frying your turkey. Um, Also, um, for tree safety, make sure that you are always watering your Christmas tree every single day because a dry Christmas tree can burn very hot and very fast. Okay. Especially if it's near curtains or if it's near a fireplace. Uh, Speaking of, make sure that your tree is at least three feet away from a heat source, which is a fireplace or a space heater, radiators, um, heat vents. I have to move my... (laughs) Um, But make sure that your your tree is always um, a safe distance from all of these hot sources. Because uh, if you have not seen a Christmas tree go up in flames, it goes up in flames super fast. Um, well, I think of Christmas vacation. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Naturally. Yeah. That tree mm-hmm. went fast. Yeah. Yes. A lot of lessons in that movie. Yes. A, lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of lessons. Very important. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Holiday safety. Watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> let's real quick, pop quiz. Let's go around the room. Uh, uh, fake tree or real tree? I'll start. I, I have a fake tree. I have two fake trees. But uh, yes, I'm, I'm more of a, I'm lazy. I, I like the smell. <laughs> I like the smell of a real tree, so I just buy the cinnamon sticks or whatever the pine sticks. Ooh. I guess if, if your tree smells like cinnamon, you're in trouble. But uh, the pine yeah. sticks. Yeah, you're kind of missing the point. Yeah, if you're yeah, putting, yeah. putting cinnamon sticks yeah. in there, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, but uh, fake tree. What about you, Amy? Uh, mine's a real tree, oh, so I water it every single day. Good, good, yeah. good, excellent. <laughs> Ruben, we are a fake tree family. Okay, okay, Liz. Fake tree with the fresh balsam candle from Bath and Oh, there you go. go. There you go. There's a little plug. There's a little plug. Uh, Andrea? We have fake trees. We have like 20 fake trees in my house. Yeah. 20 fake? You have a fake forest? (laughs) We are actually um, the North Pole. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we have a lot and we use them reuse every year so it's right. not great. going to waste wow go. so i'm the only one with a real tree you're keeping it real yeah so uh, uh was there anything else on on the yeah yeah so a lot of the, um, families tend to visit um oh, go yes. out of town yes. so um the police department has a really great program which is a vacation house check uh, a vacation home check and you can go to the city website and fill out this form to have the police department come by and check your house while you're away and to make sure that there's no funny business going on that your house is protected and that everything is safe Um, and also I would recommend to do a mail hold there you can go or you can go to the post office website, create an account, and then ask the mail the post office to save your mail while you're on vacation, and then they can deliver it to you when you return. That's that way, great. no identity theft is going on, no funny sure. business, and you're all safe. So when you come home, 
you don't have to worry about anything bad or hopefully nothing bad going on. That's great. <laughs> That's great. I won't go around the room and ask who's out of town this week. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, no. <laughs> I, won't, I won't do that. Yeah. Um, that's a that's a great update, Amy. Thank you so much. Um, but also speaking of um, you know the fire department, police department, and emergencies, uh, the, the next uh, topic was uh, emergency preparedness. And Liz sat down with Lisa Keyworth, the uh, emergency preparedness coordinator, and she had a great conversation with with Lisa. That's right. So September is always emergency preparedness month. I mean, really, we need to be need to be prepared year-round, but that helps us focus um, our time for that month. I think the biggest thing for Brea is first time ever working on a local hazard mitigation plan. Um, Sounds like a mouthful, but basically it just helps the city be better prepared. We are identifying potential hazards around the city, right? We all know um, we have a good wildfire area. We have earthquakes. Um, flooding, believe it or not, there are some flooding spots in the city. But um, so yeah, it just helps helps us look at the city as a whole, identify places where these hazards could be an issue. How could they be mitigated? How could be how could we be better prepared for it? We had um, we worked with, of course, um, a consultant that specializes in this to guide through the process. We had a survey out for the community to take, and we held a meeting. This was all October, November. Mm-hmm. So now we're at the point where um, a draft plan is being put together. Once that's available, it'll be online for people to look at it. They wanted to view it, and then eventually it'll go to city council to adopt sometime in the spring. But another reason to have this official document and that it really sets the city up so if and when there is, you know, a, a big disaster here, we'll be ready to have that state and federal funding available to assist us. So sounds a little boring. I happen to like emergencies and crisis. I'm just kind of weird that way. So it's been really interesting <laughs> to sit around and think about what are all the bad things that could happen in this city. But um, but no, we're prepared and, and all ready to, to take anything on. But part of that too, I want to remind our listeners that Staying prepared also means staying informed. Definitely. Um, you know, we have great social media sites, the city, um, Facebook, Instagram, X, um, <laughs> the city, city of Rayef, the fire department, police department. You know, we always have content on there, but definitely when there's something the community needs to know emergency-wise, we make sure to update those. And then even our city website, cityofbrea.net, bookmark it, right? If something being going on, we're going to put it on the homepage of the website so people know. And then alert OC. Um, everyone should be signed up for that already. Make sure you check and make sure everything's up to date because, again, when we're talking evacuations, something sure. big like that, that's, sure. that's where we'll notify people. So it's, you know, the two-way street. Sit As a city, we do our part to um, let people know, but people need to kind of meet us and, and stay informed, too. And, and plan ahead, right? Not always good to do that. Absolutely. And speaking of planning, uh, Amy, back to you. We, we talked to the city planners uh, a couple of months back. And uh, talk to us a little bit about what we learned So what we learned in October, which is National Community Planning Month, is we learned about the history of planned communities. Brea is a planned community. Um, Both um, We learned that there was a Brea general plan and housing element that was um, updated uh, recently. We also learned the importance of proper zoning, and we learned the future of the Brea Mall. 
Um, we would like to inform people, or if you guys haven't noticed, that yeah. there has yeah. been... <laughs> You're living yeah, under it's, our, a, it's been a little busy at the Brea Mall. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, there has been some demolition uh, at the Brea Mall, particularly the Sears building. Um, and what's planning on going, what they're planning on doing is to have a, a future outdoor mall, um, some living quarters and a gym there. So a high end gym, I think that's how they describe it. Lifetime fitness. Lifetime fitness. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. And, um, that's what we can look forward to. And some businesses that have opened up since, um, this conversation that I had with the city planning department or division has been, um, Fogo de Chao, that's a restaurant that was really highly anticipated. So I don't know. I have not gone yet. I don't know if any of you have visited Fogo de Chao. Not yet. (laughs) Make your reservations because I know that's booking up quickly. But if you don't like Fogo de Chao or you're not interested, there's another place called Origami Hand Roll uh, Bar that's open as well. And Mango, it's a clothing store that's open in the Brea Mall. Um, So if you're interested in shopping at Mango... Go for it. Okay. Yeah. Excellent update. Thank a you. A lot of great things happening. Yeah, that sounds like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, something else that's great that's happening is the Hope Center, uh, which is with the uh, the North Orange County Public Safety Collaborative. Uh, and to talk uh, about that, Andrea, what do you got for us? I, yeah, let's talk Hope Center. So if you didn't tune in to the last podcast... You should. (laughs) You're missing out. out. Um, But yeah, so the North Orange County Public Safety Collaborative, or the Collaborative, is a coalition of 11 cities, police agencies, nonprofits, and agencies dedicated to providing health and human services to the community. It's effectively addressing homelessness, homelessness, my goodness, youth violence prevention, and post-incarceration reentry. Since October 2nd of this year, the City of Brea and the Hope Center have been partnering for street homeless outreach. The Hope Center is designed as a centralized home for street homeless outreach workers and their specialized resources to deploy in real time when needed. Their staff in the Hope Center is in conjunction with the Brea Resource Center and Police Department. The Hope Center functions as a regional-wide response, integrating data and centralizing resources to street homeless in our communities, coordinating multidisciplinary and multi-jurisdictional agencies. The Hope Center aligns the collaborative interest with the common agenda to manage street homelessness with shared performance metrics. You want to talk a little bit about numbers? Yes, yeah, I do. Let's do I love it. numbers. <laughs> <laughs> so in October, it was the soft launch for the city of Brea in collaboration with the Hope Center, mm-hmm. as we know. During the month of October, there was a total of 412 calls between the four cities, including Brea, to the Hope Center. Of those 412, there were 175 total calls that came directly from these individuals experiencing homelessness just during October. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Brea had responded to 19 different calls where dispatch teams went out to help accordingly for these individuals. These are now 19 people who have received resources and can be tracked accordingly for the aid that they need. Mm, Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, just in the first soft launch of the month, you know, so that's incredible numbers. And these numbers will only increase with time. And, you know, I can't wait to see how much more success the collaborative will have in the future. 
So if you need assistance or want to provide resources to individuals in need, please call the Hope Center Dispatch line. It's 657-243-1884. The live dispatch is currently available Monday through Friday from 7.30 a.m. to 3.30 p.m., and times will increase in the near future. Um, still call 911 if it's an emergency. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah, but Definitely. this is, you know, a great great program, great collaborative. This is only going to get bigger, I'm sure. Yeah, no, it's crazy to see how, how the level of success just right off the bat. Yeah. It's it's that's pretty awesome. Thank you. And great hot tip is that if you get that number, we'll put it that number in our bio or in the the description. Mm-hmm. Make sure you save that number on your phone in case you need to call immediately and that way you're not fumbling through websites and whatnot so it's really good resource it's a really good tool to have saved yeah absolutely absolutely um last but not least let's talk about the first episode of this season uh let's talk about us (laughs) we'll save save us for last year uh us the communications and marketing team uh we had a very busy 2023 um liz why don't you why don't you kick us off with some of the stuff that we've done um, well, I'm excited that, you know, starting the year off, we're going to have a full team, right? Yes. The Andrea started <laughs> as our intern. I think when we started this podcast, we still, we didn't have her quite yet. Right. But, um, but now she's, you know, becoming full time and now we have a full solid team. So, so excited about that. Definitely. Um, I think one of the things I was most excited to work on um, this year was the state of the city. Yep. Right? Um, our mayor this past year was Marty Simonoff and he had this vision to, have the state of the city available for everyone to watch. So right. um, traditionally, in the past, it's been a city of uh, it's a, a chamber of commerce event, mm-hmm. um, and and um, this year he wanted to do it different. Right, exactly. He wanted it to be available for anyone to view at any time. So I mean, that was I think we all collaborated really well. Mm-hmm. We worked together to. Um, get the information. It was an entire effort. I mean, this is available online to view. It's on the city's YouTube channel. Um, It's also on the city's website. Um, We have it on there. And yeah, I mean, the information isn't old. It's from this year and um, also talks about what's to come. So if you haven't seen it, go and view it. But it's a great recap. I think we had a good time um, writing it, filming it, um, a lot of city staff. And it's a great way if you you quite don't know who your directors are in this city to to meet them, right? To meet them and watch them. But yeah, it was a lot of work, but I think we had a great time. It was a great success, I think. Um, everyone was really happy with it. Excellent, excellent. Um, and and yeah, and just uh, something else that we, we took on that's new is what you're listening to now is this podcast. Um, although it wasn't totally new, we did have it started back in 2019 before the pandemic. Uh, but re- rebooting it and having it kind of take off like it has... Um, uh, we're very excited and very pleased with it. Just under 900 episodes downloaded. Um, uh, I should say episode downloads uh, in our first year back, which is a huge number for having just rebooted. And so thank you to everyone who's listening. And we hope that you continue to listen. Um, something else that was kind of exciting. Uh, CAPIO is the uh, California Association of Public Information Officials. Um, they kind of are us, but on, on an association level at the state level. Uh, and they actually, uh, they have a podcast called The Chirp. And they invited us on to their podcast to uh, talk about Brea Talks. And it was you, Dan. You you it, took it on for it us, was, right? It was. It was. I, I'm the one with the biggest mouth. So I, I was... Uh, <laughs> I was nominated to speak on our behalf, um, but it was, it was, I'll tell you this, it was, it was, 
a heck of a lot of a different feeling being on the other side of the of the table, so to speak, being the being the interviewee, not the interviewer. That was uh, that, that that threw me for a loop, but it was fun. It was a great experience, and um, if you have a chance to listen to it, it's against Capio the Chirp is the is the name of the um, is the name of the podcast. Um, coming in 2024, um, we'll finish off with this. Very excited about um, our Brea TV channel. It is uh, being upgraded to HD on Spectrum. That should be happening sometime mid-January. Uh, you'll, if you have Spectrum, Channel Three uh, in Brea will be in HD. Um, and uh, we also have uh, a new uh, on video on demand software and soon launching a Brea TV app that you can get on your Apple TV uh, on your iPhone or iPad. Uh, on it's it's the the five platforms. Ruben, what are the five platforms? They're iOS, uh, Android, Android, and Roku, Roku, and Google, Google Play, possibly. Okay, we'll look for it. We'll get it advertised correctly and not in this like <laughs> very <laughs> flippant, <laughs> nonchalant way. We'll do it right, but it's we're very excited. Um, it's going to be an app. It'll have our live uh, channel on it, so you can see our live channel, our live stream. Um, anytime, anywhere, but then it'll also have, um, uh, all of our meetings, our, our PSAs, our videos, things like the state of the city. Um, our city videos will be, uh, also on demand there too in full HD. So we're very, very excited about that. It's just a great year. Even more to come next year. We, we want to take this podcast to the next level. We want to, we want to get very, um, in depth into some of these programs, um, that, uh, that we've heard about, um, Maybe how how does a how does a show get put on? How does an individual show get put on at the Curtis Theater? You know what goes into um, you know a particular uh, uh, aspect of the budget. What what specific uh, what specifics can we can we get uh, information to the people about? And so uh, we're very excited. We hope you are too. Great year, everyone. Yes, great mm-hmm. year. Great you guys, year. great work. So proud of this team and all that you do. Thank you, boss. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. That does it for this episode of Brea Talks. This episode and all episodes of Brea Talks are available wherever you get, you po- you, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, also available on the City's YouTube channel and soon the Brea app. Uh, please don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review. And don't forget to listen in next year. We'll be back in 2024. Thank you for listening in as Brea talks. Mm-hmm.